The author's PREEACE. In every chapter of this book, mention has been made of the money-making secret which has made fortunes for more than 500 exceedingly wealthy people whom I have carefully analyzed over a long period of years. The secret was brought to my attention by Andrew Carnegie more than a quarter of a century ago. The canny, lovable old Scotsman carelessly tossed it into my mind when I was but a boy. Then he sat back in his chair with a merry twinkle in his eyes and watched carefully to see if I had brains enough to understand the full significance of what he had said to me. When he saw that I had grasped the idea, he asked if I would be willing to spend 20 years or more preparing myself to take it to the world to men and women who, without the secret, might go through life as failures. I said I would, and with Mr. Carnegie's cooperation, I have kept my promise. This book contains the secret after having been put to a practical test by thousands of people in almost every walk of life. It was Mr. Carnegie's idea that the magic formula which gave him a stupendous fortune ought to be placed within reach of everyone who does not have time to investigate how successful people make money. It was his hope that I might test and demonstrate the soundness of the formula through the experience of men and women in every calling. He believed the formula should be taught in all public schools and colleges, and he expressed the opinion that if it were properly taught, it would so revolutionize the entire educational system that the time spent in school could be reduced to less than half. His experience with Charles M. Schwab and other young associates of Mr. Schwab's type convinced Mr. Carnegie that much of what is taught in schools and colleges is of no value whatsoever in connection with the business of earning a living or accumulating riches. He had arrived at this decision because he had taken into his business one young person after another, many of them with but little schooling, and by coaching them in the use of this formula, developed in them real leadership. Moreover, his coaching made fortunes for every one of them who followed his instructions. In chapter 2 on fate you will read the astounding story of the organization of the giant United States Steel Corporation as it was conceived and carried out by one of the young associates through whom Mr Carnegie proved that his formula will work for all who are ready for it The single application of the secret by that young man Charles M Trap made him a huge fortune in both money and opportunity Roughly speaking this particular application of the formula was worth 600 million dollars to the people involved Asterisk in today's dollars, approximately 12.5 billion dollars. These facts and they are facts well known to almost everyone who knew Mr. Carnegie give you a fair idea of what the reading of this book may bring to you, provided you know what it is that you want. Even before it had undergone 20 years of practical testing, the secret was passed on to many thousands of men and women who have used it for their personal benefit, as Mr. Carnegie planned that they should. Many have made fortunes with it. Others have used it successfully in creating harmony in their homes. Arthur Nash, a Cincinnati tailor, used his near bankrupt business as a guinea pig on which to test the formula. The business came to life and made a fortune for its owners. The experiment was so extraordinary that newspapers and magazines gave it more than a million dollars worth of laudatory publicity. The secret was passed on to Stuart Austin Byer of Dallas, Texas. He was ready for it so ready that he gave up his profession and studied law. Did he succeed? That story is told too. I gave the secret to Jennings Randolph the day he was graduated from college, and he would go on to use it so successfully that it carried him to a seat in the United States Senate and a long and distinguished career in public service at the national level. While serving as advertising manager of LaSalle Extension University when it was little more than a name, I had the privilege of seeing J. G. Chaplin, president of the university, use the formula so effectively that he went on to make LaSalle one of the great extension schools of the country. The secret to which I refer is mentioned no fewer than a hundred times throughout this book. It has not been directly named, for it seems to work more successfully when it is merely uncovered and left in sight, where those WHO are ready and searching for IT may pick it up. That is why Mr. Carnegie tossed it to me so quietly, without giving me its specific name.
If you are ready to put it to use, you will recognize the secret at least once in every chapter. I wish I might feel privileged to tell you how you will know if you are ready, but that would deprive you of much of the benefit you will receive when you make the discovery in your. While this book was being written, my own son, who was then finishing the last year of his college work, picked up the manuscript of chapter 1, read it, and discovered the secret for himself. He used the information so effectively that he went directly into a responsible position at a beginning salary greater than the average person ever earns. His story is briefly described in chapter 1. When you read it, perhaps you will dismiss any feeling you may have had at the beginning of the book that it promised too much. And, too, if you have ever been discouraged, if you have had difficulties to surmount which took the very soul out of you, if you have tried and failed, if you were ever handicapped by illness or physical affliction, the story of my son's discovery in use of the Andrew Carnegie formula may prove to be the oasis in the desert of lost hope for which you have been searching. This secret was used extensively by President Woodrow Wilson during the First World War. It was passed on to every soldier who fought in the war, carefully incorporated or embedded in the training he received before going to the front. President Wilson told me it was also a strong factor in raising the funds needed for the war. In the early days of the century, Manuel L. Cazon, then resident commissioner of the Philippine Islands, was inspired by the secret to gain freedom for his people, and he went on to become the first president of that free island nation. A peculiar thing about the secret is that those who once acquire it and use it find themselves literally swept onto success, with what seems to be little effort, and they never again submit to failure. If you doubt this, study the names of those who have used it wherever they have been mentioned, check their records for yourself, and be convinced. There is no such thing as something for nothing. The secret to which I refer cannot be had without a price, although the price is far less than its value. It cannot be had at any price by those who are not intentionally searching for it. It cannot be given away, and it cannot be purchased for money, for the reason that it comes in two parts. One part is already in possession of those who are ready for it. The secret serves equally well all who are ready for it. Education has nothing to do with it. Long before I was born, the secret had found its way into the possession of Thomas A. Edison, and he used it so intelligently that he became the world's greatest inventor, although he had but three months of schooling. The secret was passed on to a business associate of Mr. Edison. He used it so effectively that, although he was then making only $12,000 a year, he accumulated a great fortune and retired from active business while still a young man. You will find his story at the beginning of the next chapter. It should convince you that riches are not beyond your reach, that you can still be what you wish to be, that money, fame, recognition and happiness can be had all who are ready and determined to have these blessings. How do I know these things? You should have the answer before you finish this book. You may find it in the very first chapter or on the last page. While I was performing the more than 20-year task of research which I had undertaken at Mr. Carnegie's request, I analyzed hundreds of well-known individuals, many of whom admitted that they had accumulated their vast fortunes through the aid of the Carnegie secret. Among these individuals were Henry Ford, William Wrigley, Jr., John Wanamaker, Jamesh Hill, Fanny Hurst, George Parker E. M. Statler H.E.N.R.Y.L. Doherty Cyrus H. K. Curtis John D. Rockefeller Thomas A. Edison Frank A. Wunderlip F. W. W. O. Zero L. W. O. R. T. H. Paul Robert A. Dollar E. D. W. A. R. D. A. F. I. L. E. N. E. Edwink Barnes Arthur Brisbane Woodrow Wilson George Eastman Theodore Roosevelt John W. Davis Mary D. R. E. S. S. L. E. R. Albert Hubbard Wilbur Wright William Jennings Bryan Dr. David Starr Jordan J. Ogden Armour 
Charles M. Schwab, Dr. Frank G. U. N. S. A. U. L. U. S. Daniel Villard, King Gillette, Ralph A. Weeks, William Howard Taft, Judge Daniel T. Wright, Luther Burbank, Edward W. Pop, Franca M. U. N. S. E. Y, Kate Smith, Albert H. Gary, Ernestine Schumann Hing Drive, Frank Crane, Alexander Graham Bell, John H. Patterson, Julius R. O. S. E. N. W. A. L. D. Stuart Austin W. I. E. R. J. G. Chaplain Arthur Nash. Ella Wheeler Wilcox Clarence Darrow Jennings Randolph. Asterisk additional information about these individuals will be found throughout the end notes, beginning on page 313. Many are discussed on pages 316 to 322. These names represent but a small fraction of the hundreds of well-known Americans whose achievements, financial and otherwise, prove that those who understand and apply the Carnegie secret reach high stations in life. I have never known anyone who was inspired to use the secret who did not achieve noteworthy success in his or her chosen calling. I have never known any person to achieve true professional distinction or to accumulate riches of any consequence without possession of the secret in one form or another. From these two facts I draw the conclusion that the secret is more important, as a part of the knowledge essential for self-determination, than any which one receives through what is popularly known as, education. What is education anyway? This will be answered in full detail. As far as schooling is concerned, many of these individuals had very little. John Wanamaker once told me that what little schooling he had he acquired in very much the same manner as a steam locomotive takes on water, by scooping it up as it runs. Henry Ford never reached high school, let alone college. I am not attempting to minimize the value of formal education, but I am trying to express my earnest belief that those who master and apply the secret will reach high stations, accumulate riches, and bargain with life on their own terms, even if their schooling has been meager. Somewhere, as you read, the secret to which I refer will jump from the page and stand boldly before you if you are ready for it. When it appears, you will recognize it. Whether you receive the sign in the first or the last chapter, stop for a moment when it presents itself and celebrate for that occasion will mark the most important turning point of your life. We pass now to our introduction chapter and to the story of my very dear friend who has generously acknowledged having seen the mystic sign and whose business achievements are evidence enough that he discovered the secret. As you read his story and those that follow, remember that they deal with the important problems of life such as all people experience the problems arising from one's endeavor to earn a living, to find hope, courage, contentment, peace of mind, to accumulate riches, and to enjoy freedom of body and spirit. Remember, too, as you go through this book that it deals with facts and not with fiction, its purpose being to convey a great universal truth through which all who are ready may learn not only what to do, but also how to do it and receive, as well, the needed stimulus to make a start. As a final word of preparation, before you begin the next chapter, may I offer one brief suggestion which may provide a clue by which the Carnegie secret may be recognized. It is thus, all achievement, all earned riches, have their beginning in an idea. If you are ready for the secret, you already possess one half of it, therefore, you will readily recognize the other half the moment it reaches your mind. Napoleon Hill Success comes to those who become success conscious. Failure comes to those who indifferently allow themselves to become failure conscious.